Is intimacy often the last thing on your mind? Does even thinking about being intimate make you feel tired? Have you and your partner ever felt frustrated over a lack of sexual sparks? You may think that because you're a woman, your sex drive is just lower. But that's just a common misconception. Women just need a little more stress and hormonal support for their sexual desire to come alive and thrive. Her love does just that. It works naturally to help you recapture and sustain your sex drive by promoting blood flow through your extremities and vaginal area. This heightens sensitivity and helps your body release its sex-driven hormones, increasing your sex drive naturally. Her love also helps manage stress, promotes a thriving libido, increases sexual stamina, and brings back the joy of intimacy. Look at all of our products on Mixers.com. Remember, that's M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast, raising my family around the world, and like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep. We are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. This month, we are going to be talking all about just everything to do with motherhood. And when we knew that this was going to be our subject, the person that came to my mind that I thought all of you girls need to meet is Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, you! <laughs> Melissa Chapel and I have been friends for over a decade. Yeah. And she, I mean, she wears many hats, many amazing hats. I'm going to link all of the many ways that you can kind of look into her life and be inspired by Melissa. But what I wanted to invite her to come and do with us today is to talk about some alternatives when it comes to pregnancy and birth, right? I feel like I'm a mom. I've had two babies. I had my babies. Um, I'm going to say conventionally, even though it's probably not conventional. And you'll, you'll help us with that. For the United States, For the United States, mm-hmm. it was conventional. In a hospital, yeah. hooked up to everything, wasn't allowed to move. Like, this was 28 and 26 years ago. So it's changed and it's gotten better. But— You, I, you had them when you were 10? I had them when I was 6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I feel like back then, I was given very few options. Mm-hmm. And what I would have given to have known that Melissa existed and the services that she provides. Yes. So, <laughs> so Melissa is actually a midwife. And um, I, I'm going to let her introduce herself and kind of tell you all about what she does. Um, but just know that everything that she does, I love and admire, and Aww, I just think the you. world of you, Thanks, and I can't Cody. wait for our girls to get to know you. You're so sweet. My name is Melissa Chapel, and I am a state-licensed midwife with a with a national credential. So um, that's, and, and, but I don't practice in a hospital. I practice at birth centers or at home births. So I'm going to dispel some of the myths. I love of this. The yes, this is today. what I want us to know about the options. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to have you explain. Like, <clears throat> I don't think it's common knowledge for women to know like the difference in experience. Yes. Like, what would be kind of an experience from start to finish in a more so, natural? That is a very good question. We could pretend like you guys are interviewing me to see yes. if you want me to be mm-hmm. your midwife. Great. Yes. So let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of people think that we just tell you to stand on your head and we sing kumbaya. Oh, you don't do that? And we wave feathers around you mm-hmm. and sprinkle us with pray like, everything's going to be beans. fine. <laughs> yeah. 
But we're actually highly trained and skilled. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't realize this, but OBs mm-hmm. are trained surgeons. So mm-hmm. they're trained to do surgery. Mm-hmm. And we're so grateful for OBs when we need that surgery. And midwives are trained in normal physiological birth, which most pregnancies and births are normal physiological life events in a woman's life. They're not a medical event, right? Absolutely. For most women, not mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we're very thankful, again, that we have that technology for when, for a uh, guy was born by C-section. Mm-hmm. I probably I was too. wouldn't be here. If, right? For the yeah. miracles. My C-section. mom had some, like, some pretty rough things going on in her pregnancy. Um, and then I have even, I call my patients clients because they're not sick. Mm-hmm. They're I very like healthy. And I don't take anybody who is high risk. Mm-hmm. So people who come to, into my care are very low risk. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have heart disease, lung disease, pre-cancer, anything like that. Um, and and when, they, when they come to me, we ask them a variety of questions. And we spend a lot of time on nutrition, exercise mindfulness. Awesome. I spend a lot of time on mindfulness. <clears throat> yes. It sounds so like peaceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but when you think about it, like women have been giving birth from the beginning of time, right? Right. Like your grandmothers and your great grandmothers, you wouldn't be here if they didn't do it successfully, mm-hmm. right? In the way that we do it. So, so, um, so we've been, we're, we've evolved to be able to continue having babies and we're really thankful for when something goes wrong if we can't do it right. that way. But for the most part, most women would be fine giving birth under a tree. Honestly, right. they really would. And I know that seems crazy and nobody really wants to do that. Here in the United States, that. it sounds crazy, but really it's yeah, more so, common than it is to maybe have it strapped up to a million things in a bed not moving, Yeah, right? so a lot of people don't know this, but the United States is, um, is not very good when it comes to maternal mortality and infant mortality. Mm. We're actually way, 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 way down among industrialized nations. So yeah, you would think the opposite mm-hmm. of that. Like yeah. all of our yes, because like we're number one in the Olympics. Right? We're like number one in like entrepreneurship, right? Like we're, we're right. science. Like we're, we're used amazing. to being at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, but- so we're 55th Wow. Um, among industrialized nations for maternal mortality. So a lot of wow. people... Um, wonder why that is. And, and a big part of it is that those countries who lose the fewest women mm. in birth actually have more, mostly midwives taking care of everybody. Mm. So they still have OBs for people who need them, mm-hmm. but the midwives and OBs work together. And that doesn't really happen here in the United States. Right. Though I have some very dear OB partners that I work with. And great. Like maternal fetal medicine. Mm-hmm. We're like best friends mm-hmm. with them. They love us. Mm-hmm. We, we work very well with maternal fetal I medicine. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So so our visits look just the same. So in an OB vi- in an OB visit, you see your OB every four weeks mm-hmm. until 28 weeks, then every two weeks till 36 weeks, then every week after that. Mm-hmm. We do that same schedule. Okay. Right. The big, huge difference is that we spend an hour with you in your prenatal visits. Wow. And the average OB visit is about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you want that, if you're just like, I don't even care. I don't in need out. my person to know mm-hmm. me. Like, get me in and out. Great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. My biggest number one priority for women is that they choose what works best for them and their families. Mm-hmm. And if someone yes. wants my care, which I feel like is... Um, more heartfelt, more heart-centered care, then then they choose me, and that's what they get. That's what I would have chosen. Um, I just feel like it's such a huge event in your life. I mean, there's nothing more sacred than that birthing experience. And I personally felt like everything was so cold and sterile and just like robotic through my Mm -hmm. experience. I wish I could go back. I mean, obviously, it was still miraculous. I'm so grateful that I had my children. Both of them had some high-risk situations. So I was probably very lucky that I was in a hospital, but 
how beautiful to know that there are so many women out there like you. And are there men that are midwives too? Or is um, that? I think I know. I think there's one in Salt Lake. Oh wow. Okay. But, but he's a hospital midwife. Okay. <laughs> People right. ask if they're called mid husbands, but mid husbands. <laughs> right. Okay. Midwife just means Latin. It just means with women. So mm, which okay. yeah. What a comfort. Mm-hmm. I feel like some a woman that understands everything that you're going through, that right. has gone through it through their own experience. They understand the female physiology, all of yes. that, and the emotional. And I like that you're talking about the mindset of it. Yeah, because it's a life event. It's not just a physiological mm-hmm. event, right? right? So because it's a mind event as well, like mm-hmm. a heart event, a mind event, a spiritual event, mm-hmm. we combine all of those aspects. And so that's why prenatal visits are so long. So we talk a lot about nutrition. And I bet many of you out there who have had visits with an OB, you probably worked on your own nutrition, but your OB probably never really talked mm-hmm. to you about nutrition. So we talk a lot about nutrition exercise, mm-hmm. mindfulness, spiritual practice. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if people ha- believe in, like, the like the stars in the clouds. Like, sure. I just want people have to some have some kind of-, of spiritual practice. And for some people, it's, like, it's art is their mm-hmm. spiritual practice. For some people, it's hiking. For some people, it is going to church. For, some, for other people, it's, like, um, worshiping the trees. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to have that regular, quiet, mindfulness time weekly. Mm-hmm. And then when they have that, they have healthier pregnancies. Mm-hmm. So we have people, like, Sometimes providers will say to me, that's all nice and good, but like right. that doesn't play into the clinical aspects of the mm-hmm. of the outcomes. And it actually does uh, yes, play into the clinical aspects. You guys I know will, this. Well, this. I'm is, preaching to the choir. No, right? no, but I want our audience. It's good for you to hear from somebody else besides yeah. just me always preaching this. It, it We are more than just physical beings. Yes. And so all of our thoughts, our emotions, everything is going to manifest itself physically. So if we can be healthy in all of these areas of our life, mm-hmm. it's going to translate to overall like healthier experience through pregnancy. Yeah. It's also going to translate to our beautiful babies that are growing mm-hmm. and developing and kind of experiencing the world within us. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. And so it's yes. so important. Yeah. That we I should t- say a quick things. side note mm-hmm. so nobody will freak out if you're pregnant and you have stress. Like stress is actually sure. really important for okay. pregnant women to have. It, it helps the baby be able to Manage stress outside of the be world. resilient. Yes. Okay. okay. So awesome. it's okay to have a little stress. Don't freak I out. I don't know but how to also, turn off the stress, right? But, <laughs> yes, but it's also important to to have to be like, wow, that was a really stressful moment or a really stressful time or mm-hmm. something really traumatic happened like, in my life, that. and then be able to like manage it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're teaching those babies in the womb. Anyway, we could go off on a long. Oh, I love about it. That. Yeah, I love all these tangents. I want to hear like, do you set like what does the birth planning look like? Like, I know I have many friends. I've had both my ba- like all my babies in Europe, so it's totally different. But I know that there's been many situations where women don't feel like they ever were able to set their own birth plan. It was like yes. decided for them, yes. and then like anything that they had expressed, like mm-hmm. that was me. And yes. their prenatal mm-hmm. visits, like I would really like love for if we could do this. It's like none of, they're like, yeah. And then none of that was taken into account. And I know that's not everyone's situation. Mm -hmm. Some people really have had fantastic, you know, birthing experience. Didn't even think that they should want a different experience. But what is like a, how does that process work with you? Like what is a, how do you set a birth plan? That is such a good question. I'm so glad you asked it. So um, first of all, I should say that a lot of people think that we don't do anything clinical just because I'm always talking about all of the, you know, the, the like mindfulness, the, feel good stuff. the beauty mm-hmm. stuff, but we do the same at labs that an OB does. We do the same ultrasounds that an OB does. We do the same where we have, we carry medications because we're licensed. Not all midwives carry medications. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you check into that if you're interested in a midwife, but we carry medications for postpartum hemorrhage and for other things 
Um, we also use holistic things like mm-hmm. herbs and, mm-hmm. and other nutrition and so supplements. Good to know. Yes. And um, and then we're also trained in neonatal resuscitation. We can do IVs. We carry oxygen, pitocin. So we carry a lot. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't right. know this, but like when you come into the birth center, it looks very homey and beautiful. There's also some oxygen in the corner, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So back to the birth plan. Um, when we sit with women in their visits, we spend a lot of that time on like, what do you want this to look like? What makes you feel safe? What makes you feel afraid? How can I, how can we build trust? Mm-hmm. And the more we build trust in those prenatal visits, when it comes time to birth, if that woman feels completely safe and comfortable and relaxed, and we can reassure her like, your body's working perfectly. This is what's happening. The, the more the clinical aspects of her birth are going to go in a, a beautiful way. And she won't have to say, don't touch me because mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch her unless I ask permission. Or, I mean, she's probably given me permission. <laughs> that I don't have to ask her in the middle of a contraction, can I touch you? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but um, so I always tell people the hierarchy with the midwife is that it's like this. And, and the client family is at the top. woman is at the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the bottom. And I, and I say, okay, this is your call. I'm your guide. I'm here to make sure that everything mm-hmm. stays safe. Mm-hmm. But how about we do a cervical check right now? I think it might be a good idea because of this, 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 and this. And then I can say, do you want to think about it? Do you want one? And the, the woman can say, yes, I'd really love to know what's going on mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. cervix. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or no, let's wait an hour. And mm-hmm. I say, great, you're the one in charge. The only time people aren't in charge is if they pass out and they need to Right, and I need to make the decision. But then they've already given me permission, you know. Right. To, I think yeah. that's yeah. so empowering because, again, I I talk a lot about on this podcast how important it is for us to tune into our women's intuition, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you're doing. You're putting all of this trust and faith into that woman to know what yes. is best for her and her body because she's getting signals, she's getting messages, yes. and yes. she needs to learn to listen to those. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. This is a normal physiological mm-hmm. event we're made in to a have woman's babies. life mm-hmm. and and if i can empower her to tap into that mm-hmm. instinct then she knows what's best for herself so That's then so i can cool. say then i can say okay how do you feel about this mm-hmm. does this feel okay to you and then she can say yes you're my guide and she can ask me questions and i can give get her informed consent meaning mm-hmm. that i can say here the risks benefits alternatives how do you feel about it let's give you some time to talk about it instead of being like i'm going to break your water right now and then just like right. go like you know going in and doing it where mm-hmm. she's like what just happened mm-hmm. you know so like that never happens in our care yeah never mm-hmm. unless again if someone passed out then i'm going to i'm going to jump in and, and I'm gonna, to know yeah. exactly what yes. to do yeah. when to respond i feel like yes. that's going to be comforting because i feel like a lot of women who are trying to decide which route they're going to go through their pregnancy and delivery um, they think it's like these two different extremes. It's either like yeah. we're gonna have it totally natural under a tree. and yeah, <laughs> or squatting under a tree, yeah. or we're gonna be in the hospital. And I like the fact that you can have it in between. Like you yes. can know that there's that help if you need it, but there's also that feeling of just comfort and that under a tree feeling. You know, yeah. the natural part of it being in tune with that whole natural process. I think is going to mm-hmm. be awesome for women to kind of be a little bit more aware of. Melissa also has been, she's been very active in going and helping women in third world countries and helping women to be able to have healthier pregnancies, have more successful um, births where there's less trauma to the woman and to the baby and things like that. I would love yeah. it in our last few minutes for you to just kind of talk <laughs> about that because I feel like maybe we could inspire our um, community to kind of get involved like you have. Mm-hmm. Well, so... One of the things I like to call these trips that I do is I like to call them learning exchanges because I feel like, again, 
Women know what's best for themselves and their communities and their families. And so I don't like to go in as this like Western savior, like, hi, yeah. I'm here to save you because I know more than everything you already are doing. Yeah, because, because these communities know. Mm-hmm. They know how, what to do. What Maybe even to. have more wisdom than we do, yes. right? So I love to go in and I love to learn from these people that I'm also able to serve and then they serve me back. But yeah, so, so Haiti has the highest maternal death rate in the Western Hemisphere. And so I work out of our center there that gives women free care. And we help a lot of women there. Yeah. And then I, and it's all run by Haitian midwives. So I get a lot of, a lot of love and support from the Haitian midwives as well. I love that. And have you felt like you've learned, have you changed some things based on that experience that you do here? Absolutely. Yes. I learned so much from the, these Haitian midwives know things because they work in such a low resource setting Mm -hmm. that they are able to help me learn how to also work in my low resource setting. Mm -hmm. I love it. You guys, I'm going to have you quickly tell us where we can find you. I'm on the interwebs, right? <laughs> yeah. Tell us what your accounts are. So most everybody finds me on my on Songbird Maternity on Instagram. Okay. Songbird Maternity on Instagram. And I will link that in the show yeah. notes. And then we also have Fresh Melissa on Instagram. Fresh <laughs> Melissa, she's also an amazing um, chef, cook, healthy eats, um, amazing recipes. I was even on her cooking show. Yeah, we'll have to find that too. stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for joining yeah, us today. It was a I have learned thank you so much. So thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Girls, we deserve beauty sleep. When we aren't getting deep sleep, we are hurting our hormones, which affects how we look and feel. Her Nightly takes getting your beauty sleep to an even deeper level. Infused with a therapeutic dose of melatonin, Her Nightly ensures that we fall asleep quickly and deeply. Once asleep, our all-natural collagen and biotin goes to work all night, repairing our skin, muscles, and hair. This ensures proper nightly recovery to help us feel recovered and energized when we wake up. Her Nightly is an all-natural sleep aid that promotes deep sleep and even deeper recovery. Just take one serving before bed to unwind and decompress. You'll not only wake up feeling energized, but ready to take on the day. It's time to make the most of your night's sleep with Her Nightly. You can check us out on all social platforms at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or on our website at Mixers.com. Mixers.com.